Thank you, everybody. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I'm going to do something. I don't want to throw you off. Everybody that's watching online, um, there's nothing wrong with your volume. But I'm going to set my stopwatch, and we're all just going to take one minute of silence. I want you to just be silent for one minute. Exactly one minute has passed. Isn't it amazing how long one minute of silence seems? But how short one minute seems when you're doing something that you enjoy? Did you know that there are only 14 days till Christmas? That means there are approximately 336 hours until we celebrate the birth of Jesus, which translates into approximately 20,160 minutes left to get done all the things that we need to do before Christmas arrives. There are presents to purchase. There's presents to wrap. There are parties to attend. There are people to visit. And we only have 20,160 of those minutes left. So why did we just use one of those precious moments sitting here idly doing nothing on a Sunday morning? Well, I did it to make a point. As we enter this Christmas season, I want us to recognize not only the significance of one moment, But I want us to also understand the strategic value of a minute. When Jesus Christ came to the earth, it wasn't too late and it wasn't too early. And I believe we all need a reminder today that God is never late, but He's never too early either. Have you ever stopped to consider how important timing is in things? I mean, seriously, why do we not wear snowsuits in August in Phoenix? It's the wrong time. Do you plant tomatoes in Colorado in November? 
Do you paint the outside of your house in Chicago in February? Do you go swimming in a, a, a lake in January? Well, I guess you do if you're in Minnesota. They got some of those crazy guys that do that. But the reason we don't do that, folks, is this reason. It's not the right time. And I want to talk today about the right time. And I want you to think about the importance of timing. Think about it this way with just, let's say, America's favorite pastime, the football. Um, If the timing is off, that quarterback is not going to connect with that wide receiver. It's going to be too early or it's going to be too late. And it won't be completed. And it doesn't even take a minute to throw off the timing in football. In basketball, if you, if you throw the ball and you're going to throw it to your uh, teammate, if he's not at the position you throw it at, at the right moment, somebody else is going to get the ball or it's going to go out of bounds. And so I want you to think about the timing of your daily life. If you ever have missed a flight... Because you were one minute late, you understand the importance of timing. Let's say that you've been delayed at work only to find out you missed a major accident on the interstate. Has that ever happened to you? If you're a parent of a preschooler or have ever been, you know that if you turn your head for just one minute, that preschooler can be gone or into trouble in no time. Does one minute make a difference? I want to read you a few things about 9-11 where a minute made all the difference in the world. There were some that got out of the Twin Towers about a minute before they went down. One fellow is alive today because it was his turn to stop at the donut store and bring donuts. Another lady was late because her alarm clock did not go off in time that morning. These are all true stories. One of them was late because they were stuck on the New Jersey turnpike because of an auto accident. Another one survived because he missed his bus. One of them spilled food on her clothes, so she had to go back into the house and change. One of them, their car wouldn't start. One went back to answer the landline telephone. One of them had a child who was dawdling and didn't get ready as soon as they should have. One couldn't get a taxi. The one that struck me was the man who put on a new pair of shoes that morning and went to work by his usual way, but before he got there, Because there were new shoes, he had developed a blister on his foot, so he stopped by a drugstore to buy a Band-Aid, and a Band-Aid literally saved his life. So when you're stuck in traffic, or you miss an elevator, or you turn back to answer a ringing phone, all the little things that can annoy you, just think to yourself this, this is exactly where God wants me to be at this very moment. So next time your morning seems to be going wrong, or the children are slow getting dressed, or you can't seem to find your car keys, or you hit every traffic light, 
Don't get angry. Begin to thank God. Because God is at work watching over you. May God continue to bless you. May God continue to watch over our every minute. I want to talk a little bit this morning about the miracle of Christmas. Do you know what a miracle is? Does everybody know exactly what a miracle is? A miracle is something man can't do. It's not possible. A miracle is something that is an impossible thing for man to do, but Jesus said this, what is impossible for man is possible with God. Because he said there will be nothing impossible with God. The birth of Jesus was a miracle. And it is so easy to get all wrapped up in the activity of the season of Christmas that we actually miss the miracle of Christmas. The Christmas season is not to be spent in frustration and running around like chickens with their head cut off. It's to be spent in moments like the one we spent today, reflecting on the significance of what Jesus' birth really means. I want you to look at some scriptures with me today. In the book of Galatians, chapter 4 and verse 4, this is an incredible verse. It says, But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. We could also say it this way, when the right time came, God did what He was going to do. He sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Look at the next verse. In order that He might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And you see, the law, Jesus didn't remove it. He fulfilled it. But the law, church, in order to fulfill the law, you had to cross every T and dot every I. And there's some of you, you know what I'm talking about because you're perfectionists. Don't raise your hands, but how many perfectionists are in the house? See, the spouses are looking at one another. They know which one is, is, is the perfectionist. But I want you to understand something that God says when the right time came, at the fullness of time, at just the right moment, God sent His Son. That represents the miracle of the moment. Everybody say the miracle of the moment. The first thing I want you to understand is He came at the right moment. He came right on time. The Bible says when the right time came, back in verse 4, God sent His Son. But I want to give you a reality of what was going on when the right time came, where people were, what they were doing. The Bible says that, that the right time for God came when He sent His Son, but the reality is most people missed the miracle of that moment. Most people did not recognize the significance of Christ's birth at that time. 
People were much too busy to pay any attention to this young girl giving birth to her first child in a stable in Bethlehem. You see, it was tax season. Caesar Augustus sent out a uh, word that every, all the land was going to be taxed. And not only were you going to be taxed, but you had to travel to your hometown. And you had to pay your taxes there. Now, she's already, ladies, nine months pregnant. And a lot of times we see her riding on a donkey. Now, whether or not she did, I don't know. But if she did, that was going to be a tough, that would be a tough trip. Wouldn't you all, you ladies agree? I don't know if you've ever ridden one, but it's worse than a horse. And uh, that alone probably could get the labor going. Now, whether she traveled that way, we don't know. But at just the right time in history, Jesus was born. The coming of Christ into the world was not a matter of chance. It was not a matter of coincidence. The Bible says his coming was a part of God's divine established plan before, listen to this, before the foundation of the world. God set that time in place. From a historical perspective, let me lay some groundwork. The Roman Empire had actually helped prepare the world for the birth of Jesus. You say, well, Pastor, how, how could the Roman government help the world prepare for Christ's coming? Well, I want you to remember the Romans invented the road. Remember? And the Romans had constructed roads that were now connecting city to city, making travel easier. And all those roads ultimately led to Rome. And the world was at peace under Roman rule. Roman laws protected the citizens and Roman soldiers guarded the peace. And thanks to both the Greek and the Roman conquests, Latin and Greek were known across the empire, making communication possible with many from all over the world. And the Old Testament prophecies concerning the coming of the Messiah were completed. And just at the right time, God sent His Son. He sent Him in tax season. Now consider also Romans 5, 6. He died at the right moment. The Bible says, for while we were still helpless... At the right time, say that, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So at the right time, he came to be born, and at the right time, he died. He rose again at the right moment. Three days later, he rose again, just like the Bible said he would. In church, i got news for you today. He's going to come again, and that time, he's also going to come at just the right time. So, he's going to come at the right time. Secondly, he provides at the right moment. This Christmas, many people will be content to go through the motions. They will endure the busy activity of the season. In fact, Christmas for so many is an endurance contest. Sadly. Without ever experiencing the miracle of Christmas. But some people need, really, 
nothing short of a miracle this Christmas. The good news, though, is that God comes to you at just the right time with just what you need for the moment. And I'm here to announce to you today, church, He knows exactly what you need. I want you to hear these promises and see these from God's Word. I want you to see His character reflected in Psalm 145.15. It says this, All eyes look to you, and you give them their food. When? At the right time. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 4. It says, I will provide rain for your land at the right time. The yearly rains and the late rains so that you may get in your grain and your wine and your oil. What I'm saying today, church, is God knows exactly what you are going through. How many of you don't raise your hands, but how many of you ever feel like, does anybody even know what I'm going through? God, do you even know? Do you care? He knows exactly what you need, and at just the right time, He's going to come and He's going to provide you exactly what you need for the moment, and it will be a miracle in that moment, and His timing is always perfect. Now, when do you need a miracle? You need a miracle when the doctors can't fix it. You need a miracle when your spouse can't fix it. You need a miracle when your job can't fix it. You need a miracle when finances can't fix it. When you have no more options, you have no more resources, you are in a position to receive a miracle from God. Just like that woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, she drained her savings. She went to every doctor around. They couldn't heal her. But one touch from Jesus changed her life forever. Dried up that blood that she had been dealing with for 12 years. So He always comes at the right moment. He always provides at the right moment. And do you know what the last thing is? He says now is the right moment. It seems like we're always waiting for just the right time to do something. If you're thinking of blessing somebody, don't wait. Do it. If you think about calling somebody, don't wait. Do it. We're waiting a lot of times for just the right time to make that commitment of our life. Some people are waiting for the right time to give their life to Christ. Well, can I tell you this? The minute that we took to open the service, life can leave just like that. And the ones that are sitting beside you right now can be gone just like that. There is an appointed time for everything under heaven is what King Solomon said. I've been working on my family genealogy. And yesterday, it became more than just a project. It was literally as if God was 
speaking to me about what I was doing. He said, basically, in essence, what you're doing is you are seeing it's a time to be born. And it's a time to die. I'm seeing pictures of my great-grandmother when she's really young. And then I'm seeing them when she's in her 90s and how fast time goes. And what I'm writing is really more than just a genealogy family book. I'm writing about life. Because in their lives, I read of some of them who marry, and their wife died when she was 28, and their little son was five. And he marries again, and his wife has two children, both of them born on March 21, one in 1925 and one in 1927. And when she has the little baby born in 1927, he's born in March 21st, and she dies March 28th, leaving him with a two-year-old and a seven-day-old. But before Christmas comes that year, he loses his two-year-old to pneumonia the very same year. He lost his wife, and he lost his baby, and now he just has a baby by himself. Then he marries again, and they have children, so now he's on his third wife, both widowed prior. They have twins, and they're born on September the 11th of 1933, and they die, or September 13th of 1933, and they die on September 13th of 1933. Both of them die. And I think of all the things we face and all the things we go through and all the pain that we go through. Church, our ancestors went through it. And how many of you, your ancestors passed down to you their faith? Faith in this little baby that became a man. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. In verse 2, we are told by God in Scripture through the Apostle Paul in this verse, he says, at the acceptable time, I listened to you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You see, now is the right time to make that commitment to Christ. If you're listening in this room or listening online and have never made that commitment to Christ or you've made that commitment to Christ and let it slip, now is the right time to make that commitment to Christ and receive God's gift of salvation. Now is the time to join the church. Now is the time to recommit to your marriage and your family. Now is the time to renew your commitment to those that you walk in close fellowship with or that there may be a, a division in. The right time is now to draw close to the Lord. Do you see that? Now's the acceptable time. 
One moment in time can determine an eternal destiny. And right now is just such a moment. Church, we are living in a nation. We are living in a country. We are living in a world that has changed drastically over the past 10, 15 years. Very drastically over the past two. Today, as we're entering and continuing in this season of Christmas, it's the right time to make a change. If you have never made a commitment of your life to follow Christ, this is the year. And if you have made a commitment to follow Christ, I would submit to you this, that it is now to reevaluate where you are with Him. What is it that you set your mind on daily? What is it that is most important to you on a day-to-day basis? Will you recognize this moment for what it truly is? It's a miracle. Because we can't create this. We can't create the right time. Only God can. Don't put off making whatever commitment it is God's talking to you about that you need to make today. Because now's the right time. There are three times too early. Right on time and too late. You see, people could not be washed in Jesus' blood until He came. Their sins could not be wiped away. They could only be pushed ahead a year when they killed that lamb. But when the Lamb of God gave His life, then sin could be forgiven. And it was, the Bible says, all the way back to Adam. All the sin. All the way forward to the end of the age. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now I want to close today, and I want to appeal to you. And many, if not all of you, most of you, if not all of you in this room are, you love Jesus, you're, you've given your heart to the Lord, but I'm not going to take that assumption. I'm not going to make that assumption. And I just want to say this, that if you were standing before God at the gates of heaven, and He was to ask you, why should I let you in? to heaven, what would your answer be? And if it's anything other than through the blood of your son Jesus, because I've accepted him as my Lord and Savior, there's no access to heaven. Jesus said it this way, there's no way to the Father except through me.
And a lot of times people think, well, you know, I'll, I'll get right when I'm on my deathbed. You don't know you'll ever have a deathbed. It could be that you die in a car accident. It could be that it happens some other way. But the Bible says this, it's appointed unto all of us that we will die once. Every one of those relatives that I've searched out and found out, they were babies born at one day, and then they were in the grave another day. Just like Solomon said, there's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. I want to close, and I want to lead you in a prayer. If you already know the Lord as your Savior, you're good. But if you don't, I want you to pray this. I want you to bow with me, everybody in this room, everyone watching online. Just simply say, dear God, I don't want to live one more moment without you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins for not recognizing your great love for me. I believe that Jesus is your son who left heaven and came to earth to die on the cross for my sin at just the right time. I believe that he rose from the dead and is alive today, that he came at just the right time just for me. Today I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. So I ask you now to forgive me of all my sins to cleanse me, to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I ask that I will choose in this moment to receive the greatest gift ever, the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, and work that miracle in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now let me give you a final word before you go. The Bible says that Jesus is the prince of peace. How many would you say our world needs peace? How would you say America, we need peace? It's not just the world. It's, we are divided in this country. And you know what God said about a divided, about division, a divided house? It's it's not going to stand. And the only thing that will bring peace is the Prince of Peace. And when He came into the world at that first Christmas, peace began to reign. It didn't happen overnight. He had to teach them what heaven was like. He had to teach them what the kingdom of heaven was like, which we've looked at. And it is what we would refer to as an invisible kingdom. But how many of you know it was there? It was there. And he brought it into this world. He said, the kingdom of heaven is now among you. And instead of arguing, he lived at peace. And Paul says this, As far as it depends upon you, live at peace with all men. 
It takes two people to argue, so if you won't argue, you can't have an argument. So it's really twofold. Understand the time that we're in and live at peace. And I'll guarantee you this, you can't go wrong that way. Think of this, if everybody in our nation would do that, and they wouldn't argue, peace would reign. But ultimately, peace will never reign until what God has done becomes a reality in all of our hearts. And I'm just asking you this Christmas, let this revisit you. Amen? I don't want to be a Scrooge. I don't want to be a King Herod. I want to be like Jesus. So, Lord, as we go our way, we just thank you for being with us. Go before us. Prepare our steps. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week. Thank you.